0: Turn back time to the good old days when us I'm Donald Wayne, and this is Tristalk Minipod Pod for. A uh, Saturday morning pre-dawn edition. Well, actually it's a little after one o'clock in the morning on April the 10th. And uh, I love that song. I, I played it uh, for a regular uh, Talk Live, gosh, I, I think within the last week. And, um, you know, I, I remember hearing it several years ago when it was being played a lot on the radio. But I started listening to it and I started listening to the lyrics a little bit more than since I picked it for, uh, you know, to play on Tri's talk. And it's, I, I love the lyrics to this thing. And I love the part, you know, the chorus, when it comes in stressed out. So, <laughs> um, I may have to use that from time to time. Cause you know, um, and I get stressed out a lot about, uh, the political stuff that's going on in the country. Obviously if you listen to Tri's talk, You can probably tell that from time to time if you're listening to me uh, comment on a number of things. And occasionally, I have been known to get stressed out when doing a mini pod for only 30 or 40 minutes. So uh, I think that song is appropriate for me. In fact, I almost think about calling it mini pod, the stressed out version. But anyway. Anyway. That's enough about uh, <laughs> the song Stressed Out. But as you can tell, I like it. Uh, let's do our little background music here um, just to give us a little ambiance. Uh, tonight, I want to share an article with you that I found on the Epic Times. Um, and it's regarding the ongoing work by conservative organizations to force states to address voting issues that more than likely had something to do with the outcome of the 2020 election. You see, I didn't say stole the election. I didn't say uh, election fraud, at least in that sentence. But, um, you know, as more and more of these smaller cases keep coming to the forefront in the news and there's some kind of, uh, you know, conclusion to either the lawsuit or or to whatever action that's being taken in each one of these states, it just, once you start adding all those together, uh, there seems to be something there. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about that after I finish the article. But anyway, of course, the Epic Times, I, I know when you listen to me, I do a lot of Mike Huckabee's newsletter stuff. and um, But I also use uh, Newsmax.com and epic times and it's just a matter of who i get to first and who has something to uh an article that kind of covers an issue that i would like to discuss here on minipod or i guess i should say talk to you about because uh it's just me talking about it there's no discussion right Anyway, this story I want to share tonight, like I said, is from Epic Times, and it was written by Jack Phillips and published on uh, April the 8th. So that was, I think, about uh, Thursday, I believe. So just a couple of days ago, it's t- entitled uh, Pennsylvania agrees to remove names of dead citizens from voter rolls, and that's a settlement. Um gee, there's <laughs> we're still talking about dead people in voter rolls. All right, I'll save that comment for the end. Um, anyway, the article goes on to say the state of Pennsylvania agreed to remove the names of deceased people from voter rolls and an election integrity watchdog group announced after reading a settlement with, I'm sorry, reaching a settlement with state officials. Uh, The lawsuit, which was filed by the Public Interest Legal Foundation in November of last year, so it was done right after the election, alleged that some 21,000 registrants who had died were still on the state's voter rolls at the time of the 2020 presidential election. Well, there's a surprise. Pennsylvania agreed to compare its voter registration database with the Social Security Death Index and then direct all county uh, election commissions to remove the names of dead registrants. This marks an important victory for the integrity of elections in Pennsylvania, Public Interest Legal Foundation President and General Counsel J. Christian Adams said in a statement in announcing the court's decision. He goes on to say, The Commonwealth's failure to remove deceased registrants created a vast opportunity for voter fraud and abuse, it is important to not have dead voters active on the rolls for 5, 10, or even 20 years. This settlement fixes that. The lawsuit was filed after the November 3rd election and when the then-candidate Joe Biden took a lead over President Donald Trump in Pennsylvania. Ultimately, the Pennsylvania Secretary of Commonwealth's office certified the election of Joe Biden being the winner. The foundation said it found that 9,212 of the 21,000 voters had been dead for more than five years, and nearly 2,000 voters had been dead for more than 10 years. The settlement stipulates that the Department of State shall transmit to each county commission the names of the individuals registered in each respective county identified as deceased as a result of the comparison undertaken with the death data set received from Electronic Registration Information Center. That was then compared to the full voter registration database for the purpose of identifying persons who are ineligible to vote by reason of the registrant's death. Long sentence, but basically, um, it's, it's about time. I think if you had any kind of reason at all that somebody shouldn't be counted on a voter roll, it would be the fact that they're dead. In response, the Pennsylvania Department of State, which didn't agree in the settlement with a number of dead voters alleged, said that the agreement to remove the voters includes no finding of inadequacy on the part of the Pennsylvania and its counties. And that's according to the Washington Times, so that's a different source. Officials didn't immediately respond to a request by Epic Times for comment. The Department of State is pleased that this agreement will offer Pennsylvania's County Board of Election another valuable tool to maintain the most accurate and up to date voter rolls possible, the department added in a statement. The Department of State also agreed to pay. $7,500 to the foundation to partially cover attorney's fees and other related costs. Uh, This case was originally filed in the United States District Court for the Middle District of Pennsylvania with the case number 120-CV-01905 in case anybody wanted to look up that case. Now, It's extremely curious to me that while liberals and all their allies in the media tell Americans that there were no widespread voter fraud in 2020, in fact, they call it outright outright lies, uh, stories like this have to make you question the integrity of the election, even if there wasn't widespread voter fraud, which is not likely, but... um, And and this is just one particular facet of the election in a state that was expected to do pretty well for uh, Donald Trump back in 2020. Uh, Here's a question that I do not feel that has been answered here. Did these dead people cast votes? And if they did, who did they vote for? So they've identified all the dead people that were uh, listed on the voter rolls, but uh, it, it really doesn't cover the question. If they were on the voter rolls, and I'm not sure whether Pennsylvania is one of those states that mailed out um, uh, absentee ballots or, or uh, mail-in ballots to everyone in the state, whether they requested them or not. But did these people vote? Did these, you know, if there was 21,000 on there or the 9,000 and the, in the uh, 2,000. Uh, did they vote? And there may not be any way to find out about that now. But um, that's a question I think that's worth answering. And if if they did vote, I think it's very important to know who they voted for. Because really, dead people don't have a right to uh, privacy of their vote, I wouldn't imagine, especially since they weren't supposed to vote in the first place. I don't know. There, there are still questions about the security of ballots in in, in the state of Pennsylvania and the counting of mail ins. And if one part of the system is shown to have failed, why should you not suspect other areas in that same system to have issues as well? There have been a number of states that have challenged voter rolls and the and the counting of ballots and the collecting of ballots texas arizona montana wisconsin Uh, we did have some recounts here in georgia after the election obviously especially (laughs) uh, which was very prominent in the news um, with our secretary of state who is a republican and our governor who is a republican but um I know that Georgia had an issue with uh, dead people being on the voter rolls several years ago when uh, Brian Kemp was running for governor. And that was kind of a sticky situation because the secretary of state is basically uh, in charge of, or oversees the voting process in the state of Georgia. uh, Although he doesn't directly, you know, uh, deal with it hands-on kind of thing. And at the time the secretary of state that was running for governor was Brian Kemp. So there was a lot of accusations that Brian Kemp uh, ordered the voter rolls to be cleaned up uh, 2016. So uh, to give him an advantage against Stacey Abrams. But the question I have is why are people so resistant to cleaning up voter rolls? Why are they so, especially if they're deceased, I mean, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, wouldn't you want to make sure that those voter rolls are accurate, that there wouldn't be dead people voting? I would think so. But it's it's amazing that uh, we've spent a lot of time in the last four or five years arguing over that point. In fact, part of the House H.R. Uh, 1 bill... That was sent to the Senate, which is now an SR1 bill. Um, it, it takes away the state's rights to be able to clean up the voter rolls. I wonder why that would be. How can we trust the integrity of systems that continually show us that they have flaws in the way they 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 do their counting, the way they conduct their business? I mean, there's so many things that you could pinpoint whether or not you could say that they caused. Uh, the 2020 election to go for Joe Biden rather than Donald Trump, there were still a number of things, and I know even in Georgia that never never, uh, completely answered, at least to anybody's satisfaction, uh, who's a conservative or a Republican. But the interesting thing about this issue in Pennsylvania is that's, that's a large number of people. Uh, even though the state says, you know, we don't believe there, there were were We don't believe in that number of 21,000 voters, but um, 2,000 voters have been dead for 10 years, according to this report, and over 9,000 have been dead for more than five years, and the state can't get around to cleaning up the voter rolls. I mean, what the hell do they do in between election times? I mean, shouldn't that be the function of each state? There shouldn't. I mean, good Lord, who knows? We hire enough people to work in government offices in this country. Why can't we hire some people, a staff, that their only job is to go through these voter rolls to keep up with the, uh, you know, the number of deaths in in, in the state. Uh, of course, it probably should be mandated down to each county and have each county be accountable for turning those numbers in. But there still has to be a staff in the state that's going to make sure that these things are done correctly. Now, of course, if, if these staffs are partisan, then there may not be a whole lot of hope that they're going to do their job in a fair manner, and obviously uh, dead voters seem to uh, prefer voting Democrat in most elections, so um, I guess there's no incentive for Democrats to clean up the voter rolls. But, I mean, we, we create all these jobs in the federal government and in the state government, and yet we can't have anybody, uh, a, st- a group of people, a staff, if you will, that, that their, sole, their sole responsibility is to keep up with these voter rolls every year and purge them of people that have moved out of the state and also people that have died. I mean, it used to be in Georgia. In fact, when I have registered a number of years ago, it set on your voter ID card or, or it, it, you would actually be issued a, um, a precinct card and it tells, you, it tells you where you have to go vote. That's the only place that your name will be on a roll that you can go vote. If you go to another precinct and your name's not on the voter roll, they would not let you vote. Now, I'm not sure if that, that's changed by all the crap that's gone on Uh, last year or not, but um, it used to say on that card, if you do not vote in in several cycles of elections, and I want to say it's five years, then your name uh, will be taken off the voter rolls automatically. Now, I don't know if that's still a thing in Georgia or not. In fact, that's something I'm going to probably look into this coming week. And just see if that's still active. Uh, even though that's not a great tool, because there's a lot of people that may become inactive just because they don't they don't find anybody they want to vote for, somebody that somebody that appeals to them, or somebody who they feel like is going to do the job that they want them to do. So there's a number of reasons why people are inactive in in their voting uh, patterns. But um, I think if Nothing else, 2020's election has proven or should have proven to everybody that you need, if you have the right to vote, if you're of eligible age um, and, and, you know, you're not in that restricted class of people who cannot vote, who've lost their right to vote, you need to vote every election cycle. You need to start paying attention who's running for office. And exercise that vote because I can tell you it's it's very evident that Democrats are going to be out there beating the Bush and trying to drag people to register and people to the polls to get them to vote for for Democrats so they can change this country so if everybody especially conservatives and Republicans don't get out there and vote every time they have the opportunity then they're going to be part of the reason why this country uh, basically collapses. And, and I'm not... I mean, that's an opinion, obviously, but all the signs are there. Everything that you look at that's being done uh, by Joe Biden and the Democrats and being proposed by the Democrats and being shoved through the House of Representatives by Democrats because they can... Uh, And and they're still doing bills that they don't even know what the hell's in the whole bill. And part of that is because I believe Republicans, a lot of Republicans just gave up and didn't vote in 2020. Or heaven forbid, they voted for Joe Biden because they were so mad at, at Donald Trump for one reason or another. But this, this thing, I mean, people who aren't afraid of honest and fair elections and votes are not going to object to the voter rolls being correct, being, uh, being uh, cleaned up every year, if you will. They're not going to worry about it because if, if they care about fair elections they care about honest elections they're not going to be fighting over whether you remove dead people or not now some of them make a case well we're not sure that you're not taking out people that shouldn't be taken out well then you could have a Democrat and a Republican <laughs> on, on, at the final stage the final step to see these people that are coming off the rolls so you can see who's coming off the rolls you know, there's ways to do these things, but it has to be done. And, and I'm, I, have to, I have to be a little bit angry at Republicans because, you know, it's not just Democrats' responsibility. Republicans have had control over, um, over the governorship for a number of years here in Georgia. And uh, I think the, the, uh, the state, you know, Senate and state House as well I think since the mid 90s or maybe it was the early 2000s. Sorry, I forgot, forgot the statistic on that. So they they should have been doing this all along, long before we got to this point, you know, where we, we have an issue now. Although again, like I said, I believe a lot of that was cleaned up in Georgia back uh, when uh, Brian Kemp and Stacey Abrams were running against each other for governor which was a problem for Stacey Abrams. But, you know, just seeing what happened in Pennsylvania, seeing that this issue came out, seeing that we've got issues that showed up in Montana, uh, seeing that there's issues in Arizona that that they're fighting over. um, And even we found some here in Georgia. You know, add all those things up together, and those are just things that you find So how many things are below the surface? It's like an iceberg. You know, if you you get a, a lot of these problems that are on the surface, well, that has to make you believe that there's got to be more problems underneath that we haven't even seen yet. Because if people are incompetent in their record keeping or people are corrupt in their record keeping, why do you think it should be limited just to the things that we find out? So, I, um, I, kudos to this organization in, in uh, Pennsylvania for doing fine work and at least getting that out in the open. But I guess, you know what? I bet you won't hear anything about that on CNN or MSNBC or even ABC, NBC, CBS News. Because for the left-wing media there were really no voter issues in 2020 except Donald Trump's people just didn't show up. All right. That'll do it for this episode. I, um, I'll be doing another mini pod tomorrow night. Well, it'll be after midnight. So it'll actually, it'll be Sunday morning early. And, um, Probably be talking about immigration tomorrow. And uh, there's a lot of numbers coming off the border right now that just, they're mind-boggling. It's just absolutely mind-boggling what they're coming up with. And i, I it's, it's worth uh, talking a little bit about um, tomorrow. Uh, don't forget that uh, Tri's Talk Live will be on Sunday night with myself and Dennis Lee will be back from his little uh, vacation. And uh, hopefully Eric Kirk will be in here with us as well. And we'll get back on a variety of uh, political subjects to start out the week. And that's at 11 PM Eastern time. Um, I'm Donald Wayne, and I appreciate you joining me for this, another episode of Trish Talk Minipod. Y'all have a great Saturday and I'll hope to see you tomorrow morning. Stay safe, everybody. I wish I found some better sounds no one ever heard. when the mama sang, I to sleep, but now we're stressed out. I we could turn back time on to the good old days. When the mama sang, I to sleep, but now we're stressed out. Will take me back to when I was young How come I'm never able to identify where it's coming from I'd make a candle out of it if I ever found it Try to sell it, never sell out of it i probably only sell one Give it to my brother Cause we have the same notes, Same clothes, homegrown The stones pulled from a creek we used to roam, But it would remind us of when nothing really mattered Out of student loans and treehouse homes We all would take the ladder My, my name's is and I don't care what you think My name's blurry. Face, You can turn back time.